The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 384 of the Spanish Announce Table. I feel like I haven't been here in 20 damn years. Uh, having to do grown man stuff, you know what I mean? Like a dad stuff. Yeah, look, MJF's hanging out with it. He's confused that I'm here too. He's really shocked too. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about because you only listen to the audio podcast, we do this live and we have, uh, you know, fun backgrounds behind us. Tom's here. I'm here. We got graphics. Uh, and you get to see our faces. What may is may going some of you. on? What is going on? Who are you? Hello. Welcome to the Spanish announce table. Yeah. We've feel, been here talking thank you for, for wrestling. Me on. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you having me on your podcast, Tom. Uh, yeah. Special guest host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank you for allowing me to shine in, on on your stage. Oh man, Tim, yeah. what's been going on? Mm, man, we had a house renovation. Well, so what's going really on going yeah. on is Sunday night. Yes, is going to be yes. AEW Double or Nothing. Are you excited yes. about that? I am excited about that, Tom. Yes, that is one of the most like exciting things going on in my life this week. Is oh. Woo, is double it's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, fun fact for anyone who's not uh, watching or listening live, we are recording on a Thursday night. Key part about that is they are going to be doing AEW Rampage live on Friday night. So we're going to be talking about the card. We're going to give you some predictions. We're obviously going to tell you some things that happened last night on Dynamite. But if we make any prediction, for example, Dr. Britt Baker versus either Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. If one of us picks Ruby Soho, for example, we don't even know if she's going to be in the match because she could lose tomorrow night to Chris Statlander. So there's some TBD stuff. We'll kind of give you a little bit of our hedge bets on that stuff. Uh, But if we sound a little silly, it's because we don't know what happened on Friday night because we're recording on a Thursday night. Yeah. I'm excited for Double or Nothing. Uh, the build has been fun. I have been watching while I've been out and absent and, and unable to help you here, Tom. And you did a great job, by the way. Um, Thanks. In, in it was absence. fun. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, you did some fun shows. Uh, yeah. But the build for all of this has been great. This feels like a super card, and they're great at that. Yeah, this one feels very special. It feels like there's going to be something monumental that happens. Now, whether that's a title changing hands or a moment or a debut, something like that, who knows? Uh, But this one feels as if they're trying to build it to be a, you're going to remember this kind of show. I mean, hell looking at the card here, uh, I pulled up the Wikipedia for it. Uh, I mean, just in a throwaway match, honestly, it's a throwaway match. The Hardys are taking on the young bucks. And, you know, for any longtime listeners, you'll know that's not our cup of tea, right? The Hardys or the Young Bucks. However, we understand their significance in pro wrestling and their spot kind of in independent pro wrestling and WWE pro wrestling history. And it's just like, oh, by the way, and it's probably going to be, you know, flips and shits and someone's jumping off the stage, right? And that's just a thing that's on the card surrounded by all these other 
just amazing stories like an MJF and Wardlow. So yeah, this card is stacked. Yeah, Tim, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, and I, I'm excited to talk about it. So what we're going to do here too? We're going to preview that card today. We're going to make some predictions, and along the way, we'll talk about you know some of the build up, kind of like we were doing a dynamite yep. review. But we don't feel like wasting your time with a dynamite review first, and then. Because we're going to be behind anyway, as we mentioned, right? We're not going to catch up on Rampage. So we're just going to go with it. And then at the end, we've got, you know, along the way, we have tweets from you, the yep. viewers, the listeners. We'll get to those uh, when they're subject appropriate. And at the end, we've got some WWE stuff to talk about. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Save it for the end, because who's going to make it that far in this episode anyhow? Hey! I, I might so, not even make it that far. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, hey. Let's kick it off with the AEW pre-show match and what a banger this is. Honestly, I might have put the Hardys versus the Young Bucks on the pre-show and put this match on the main show because this is worth the price of admission. But it's on free TV. It's going to be on YouTube. I think it's also going to be on TBS, I believe. Don't quote me on that part. But it is the team of Tony Nese and smart Mark Sterling taking on Hookhausen, Hook, and Danhausen. Tim, I haven't got your feedback on Hookhausen. First, tell me what you think about this team, the buildup, and then who you got. I uh, look, I love Danhausen and I love Hook. I'm I am a little worried and I also enjoy every minute of this. But I also am a little worried because Hook feels like he was destined for more. But then I also thought like, ooh, man, you may be in danger of like doing it too soon, mm -hmm. too early, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, for whatever reason, this has worked and it's enjoyable and it's getting chips over. So, you know, you know, if you're getting a prop over, you're doing something right. Man, and they're coming here. We're going to this uh, June 8th. AEW Dynamite's coming to Kansas City, specifically Independence. That's right. We got tickets for that already yeah i owe you money for that probably right yes you do yes but guys <laughs> guys potato chips and hook that sounds like a you know a match made in heaven hey um, we, i think we know something about guys we know some guys yeah yeah so chips getting over i know contact, i don't know if, I don't know know if we I mean? can say who that is i have to ask him if he's allowed to say who he, is. Wow, well, he, or he her. shows up at events right or her or her we don't or know they? Them. we don't they yeah i don't assume any okay. genders to be honest with yeah, you. yeah exactly hey so Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Who you got? Give me give me your prediction. Here. This is Hookhausen. Only way yeah. is that there's some chicanery, not chicanery, but some um uh, is that right? Shenanigans. That? Shenanigans. Yeah, sure. yeah. Shenanigans. Yeah, if there's some shenanigans and you know there's like a, a DQ or something like that or a sneak roll up, I could see that yeah. going on. But Hookhausen stands tall looking like the strong team that they are. Yeah. Unless yeah, I think Oh, you could have where, oops, Danhausen accidentally bumps into Hook, and now Hook's like, hey, bitch. And Danhausen's like, no, no, Danhausen didn't do that. And then Hook leaves, mm -hmm. and Danhausen's by himself, and two on one, and he loses. All right, so those are good two scenarios. So which one you're going with? Nah, they just they win. They win. They Hookhausen. shake hands, throw some chips on the guys. We all cheer to start the show. We're all happy. Yeah, I got Hookhausen as well. I love this team. It's two of my favorite talents in all of pro wrestling. Tagging up, they don't make sense. That's why I like it uh, because they're polar opposites. But for some reason, they do make sense because it feels like they're outcast, and that's probably what they're bonding on over, even though that's not what they're talking about. I think, though, 
future booking this. I think Hookhausen wins this, but I think the part that's going to break our heart in a month, two months, three months from now is just like you said, Dan Housen's going to slip on a banana peel, cost the match. Hook's not going to like it hook. And then he's going to turn heel because I think the thing, the smart move here you had mentioned is like, do we build hook all the way to the you know main event? Well, no, that's a little bit too quick. Right. But we're all, you know, starry eyed and in love with hook. And it's kind of like it, it parallels, I guess. But when the rock joined the corporation, I feel like that's what a hook heel turn will do. Right. Cause the rock was on this ascension to the top and oh my God, he's the best. Well, you can't do anything wrong. And then he joins the McMahons and we're like, well, fuck you. Right. Hook beating up Danhausen. I won't get to the main event effect that that did, but it will still get the desired reaction of like, you asshole, you, you beat up one of our favorites, you know, cause if he beats up uh, another, you know, mid card baby face, let's say it's Sammy Guevara. We're going to be like, well, yeah, Sammy Guevara fucking sucks, but you beat up Danhausen. Now we're going to be like, mad. oh man, that guy doesn't get yeah. it. You can't beat up right. that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so right in the head. I think this is going to be, you know, the seeds are planted to get us to fall in love with this team to then break our heart, you know, into the summer, you know, winter sometime. To hook there. us. Oh, <laughs> 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 yep. Hey, That's all right, him. so then yep. let's keep it going. We've got the TNT. Yep, that's right. TNT champion match. TNT. Oh, no, no. Ha, huh. sorry. Scratch that. Take two. It is the AWTBS championship match. Couldn't remember if it was TNT or TBS. TBS is for the women. Jade Cargill, your champion, taking on Anna J. What happens here? Jade Cargo wins this. Easy. Easy. No, I'm something else is going to happen to continue a story with Jade and the baddies or somebody else, right? Like they may set the stage for something else. I love this addition to the Jade Cargill character. We were getting a little stale. Sterling's doing this job, right? He's doing the heel speak, but she's, Mm -hmm. she's definitely not needing him anymore for that. And so now this helps, right? It'll give her some lackeys on the outside while she's still learning some more things in the ring, even though she's taking to it, like with the speed of like a Kurt angle, mm-hmm. um, man. I, yeah. I all great so far. I mean, eventually something happens with one of the baddies and they, and they've got to beat her ass. And you know what I mean? Like it's it, it, all of this is money. I love it. Love all of it. Yeah. And I actually really love the evolution of red velvet. Cause when red velvet Absolutely. would come out and she would just do the stir it up. Like she has like a, a presence to her, right? She doesn't look out of place in an AEW ring, but that character kind of had nothing to it. And I'm not saying like, Oh, now she's ready to be champion, but her promo skills, it seems like she's more comfortable saying like, I'm going to talk some shit. And so I like that that part of her character is being developed. Kira Hogan. I'm still, iffy on i know she came from impact and in impact she did well and she did some fun things so far in aw though it seems like she's a little bit intimidated by the moment like maybe oh shit i'm on tnt or tbs that's a big opportunity don't fuck it up and that's what kind of looks like on her face uh but i do like the baddies as well i got jade cargill easy right this is this was kind of a thrown together match as well kind of felt last minute hey we gotta have a tbs championship match so let's do this however i think 
maybe I'm giving Tony Khan a little bit too much credit here. I think this is where something happens. Someone debuts, someone reemerges as the top contender. Now who that is, I couldn't tell you. I don't really know the women's independent scene that well, but I can see someone. No, it's too soon for the two that we'll discuss later to be showing up. Right. But someone you know or even maybe tony storm does a pivot and says hey not in the owen hart tournament anymore but i'm coming for you jade cargill that could be something but i don't think jade cargill just does her slam does the pose and we walk her back and then we just forget about it in 20 minutes i think they're gonna do something to where they say friday night on rampage jade cargill gets confronted with that new person who showed up at double or nothing yeah could be yeah, we'll yeah. see. Jade Cargill wins. Yeah, Jade Cargill, 100%. Yeah. All right, now let's move on uh, to another. Now, I will say this. The feud has been developed, but I think it's gone on a touch too long. So it's a six-man tag team match. The House of Black taking on Death Triangle. Again, this has all the makings of a good feud. If someone, I think, uh, was a casual like coming over to your house watching this pay-per-view with you they would get like oh these six people don't like each other you know it's three on three and we would understand that too we could give them some back history of like so what they did to pinto was they fucked him up and now he's dark and all this right like we can tell them things i just feel like maybe two months too long what do you think I, I agree with you, but also two months too long, but also not in depth enough. I didn't, we didn't get a whole lot of spooky stuff between the death triangle and the house of black, right? Like there wasn't any, we've got Chris Jericho doing more dark arts than we've right. got either of these two groups. And so yeah. it just doesn't really like this should have been higher on the card and done later when there wasn't other things going on, perhaps. So I, I agree about that. Now, I will also say, while you've been uh, on holiday, when I've been doing these solo shows, one of the things that I keep saying about the House of Black, all sizzle, no steak. And what I mean by that is a lot of smoke and mirrors, but when at times, you know, when, when they say action, not a lot of stuff is happening. What do you think about the House of Black? Well, yeah, it's it's like the goth kids. It's like, all right, cool, you wear all the stuff, but man, you, you can't really do a voodoo hex on me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, yeah. I, you know? You ain't got now their entrance. It. You ain't really got it. You're 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 cosplaying. Yeah. Now their entrance might steal the show. Their entrance Absolutely. is captivating. So it that is. could be one of the moments of this whole pay per view is whatever elaborate you know both entrance teams. they decide to do. Yeah, both teams, yeah. but especially House of Black. House of Black with that scary, spooky yelling in the back of their music. I like that. But yeah, I got, I got the House of No. I'm going Death Triangle. And you know why I'm going Death Triangle? Why? I think because they flirted with, hey, House of Black, while they're also feuding with Death Triangle, they're also beating up uh, Fuego del Sol and and, uh, the Dark Order. So I think maybe they come out, Fuego, you know, does a little spinny, rooty, hipty-tooty, how's your mother, to Malachi Black, that costs him the match, Death Triangle gets the win. This is a match that feels like if 
if we're Tony Khan, right, and we're sitting here and we're we're booking everything out, right, we're like, here's the match card, here's who's going to win. You start with the t- – like, here's the main event, here's how we want the show to end, we know how we want the show to begin. And then when you're shaking it out, it's based on like, okay, well, we got four heels winning over here, two faces winning over mm-hmm. here. I mean, yeah. neither of these really fit either, though. They both feel like they're tweeners. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think House of Black is playing the role of the heel in this. Right. And so it's kind of one of those where I, I, I won't be shocked either way because it's going to be there to balance out the card. But I Ooh. guess I will go with Death Triangle. Another reason why I'm going Death Triangle is this just came to me. I believe there's been a six-man tag between House of Black, but not a full Death Triangle. Remember when Eric Redbeard uh, came into AEW and he got with Pac and Pinta, but they lost? So now that Death Triangle is whole, right? The triangle is complete with Ray Phoenix. Now they're going to get the win. So that's yeah. yeah, that's that's why they get the win. Yeah. If I can make a suggestion, let's yeah, rename let's hear the it. Eric. Let's rename the Eric Redbeard. I don't know what, I mean, but I think something needs to change there. I mean, he's Eric, and he does have a red beard, so yeah, it is pretty spot on. I know. Yeah, but they don't call me Timmy Big Dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, some people might call me that. I haven't heard it. <laughs> you know? Well, at least not any time in the last week or so. So. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. That caught me off guard. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> that was good. So if this okay, we're not safe for work, in. by the way, at least right, not. Yeah, you know, we're not got headphones. <laughs> yeah, they're all by all means. Um, now I don't know if this is the the layout of the card, but if so, if you're going from a six man tag of flippy shits with House of Black versus Death Triangle, what I see next is more flips and shits. It's the Hardys, as I mentioned, taking on the Young Bucks. Now, the Hardys and Young Bucks haven't actually like feuded, right? But the Hardys alongside Red Wagon took out Sting. And if you notice on this card, if you're playing a, you know, playing along at home and you're looking at the card, there's an obvious omission that is not on this pay-per-view. Tim and Hardy. I think, yeah, and I think this is where he comes in and he's like, you hurt my dad, I'm fucking you up, Hardys. And so I think the the or excuse me the young bucks so i got the hardys beating the young bucks because of darby allen what do you think yeah i man i'm gonna give it to the hardys they cut a damn good promo on dynamite for this match um jeff hardy had a what did dumb you, joke but yeah, what did you think about the goat thing yeah that the was dumb. <laughs> that was dumb but first yeah. of all jeff hardy normally flubs his lines and he didn't here and mm-hmm. it was all very believable stuff, right? It was like, no, you guys are just cosplaying as us the whole time. Like, we were better than you then. We're better than you now. We're better than, you know, like, this is a joke. Like, you guys couldn't, nah, this ain't it. And we're going to show you, like, we still, you know, he, even he's like, even when we're middle-aged, raging or whatever the hell he said, I forget what he, we, but loved yeah. it. Loved it. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I get the feel that the Hardys might go over here, but I also get the feel where the Hardys are the kind of guys that would be like, no, we should put over the young kids and, even though the young bucks are the old guys now too, honestly. So, yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're both. Man, old. I guess if if you know, I got to make a pick here. I'm gonna go with the Hardys. I'm going Hardys because of the Darby Allen thing. Because of the I Darby don't Allen think, thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think you can just beat up Sting, 
Because again, maybe he's legit injured breaking well, kayfabe because be he's not. Sh- well, I don't know, man. Do you see how you no sold that chair shot from Kyle O'Reilly? He does a great no sell, no sell of like really yeah. hard shots to his back. So give him the opportunity old. to sell. You just bam, 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 bam. right? Yeah. You just get up in there, maybe titty twister and a nut punch. And... I know all those moves. Yeah, but I, I just think you know the Hardys injury. All of those, you know all. Of those? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, you practice oh, a lot. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but the Hardys, or excuse me, I keep saying the Hardys, the Young Bucks injuring, um, Sting. I don't think they can just then go like, and then we've gone to Tampa and we're just going on with our life. Like Darby Allen is a demented soul and he has the one friend in, in this world and it's sting and they hurt him. So he Isn't has he, to uh, do something. What did they, what were they calling themselves? Were they hoodlums or were they? Yeah. The hooligans. They were hoodlums. No, it was hoodlums. 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 I am yeah. a hoodlum or whatever. Yeah, I am a hoodlum. It was yeah. like, no, you're from Chicago or something like yeah. whatever, right. you know, like that. Or what? Not even Chicago. It was like, where the fuck is Sting from? He's like from fucking California or some shit. A real life? Sting yeah. is from uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Steve, yeah. Steve Borden is Steve from Nebraska. Borden from yeah. Nebraska. Hey, but Devin Sting, the Dude is from Nebraska. Yeah, but Sting is from Venice Beach. Remember, right. Venice Beach, right. California. But uh, yeah. Which so, is also not, he's not from the hoodlum part of that, if we're to understand who Sting true. was. But That's right. true. So, yeah. Here you go. Before we gonna run through this card, what do you think about? I want I want some of your feedback on this. So, Darby Allen not on the card. Sting now it looks like actually due to injury not on this card. Also though missing is FTR. Mm. What do you think about FTR not being on Double or Nothing? Interesting because they are killing it right now. No matter of fact, like we have. Let's let's go out to the Twitterverse. You had a conversation while live tweeting, which, by the way, Tom is out there live tweeting every AEW Dynamite. And so talk to him. Use hashtag tweet the table for sure. We encourage that. But sometimes we're just going to steal it and you put it on a public forum. So we're going to use it right here anyway. So yeah, if you talk to us. You might wind up on the show. Fair warning. And <laughs> you said FTR with the theme and babyface turn have been outstanding in 2022. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. And at Derek J Speaks, he said, one of the hottest acts in wrestling today. They're on the run of their lives. They're already in the running for best tag team of the year. And man, yeah, I agree. FTR is is top. You, you could argue very solidly they're the best tag team going right now, right? I mean, you could, oh, you easy. could easily I- bring a lot of arguments to it. I'm going to talk about a tag team later in this show. But neck and neck with that team that I'm going to talk about, I think, at least for right now, is FTR. FTR is killing it. They are wrestling everywhere. They're holding titles. They're holding great storylines. They're very believable characters. They have sunk into who they are. They have just the whole thing down. Even if they were to leave and go back to WWE, you got to keep the FTR name, and that's who you are. Mm -hmm. I even think the thing that they should be applauded for doing is the baby face turn mm-hmm. wasn't this big we turned on mjf and now the crowd goes wild because we're baby faces they just did a small little tweak of like hey we're gonna stop trying to be jerks but we're not gonna stop kicking ass and I'm like okay cool i've been there right like i'm gonna try to be a better person today might not work i know i'm good at one thing i'm gonna kick some ass so that's what i'm gonna keep on doing and so I like that. It wasn't this big, heroic, you know, we'll talk about Wardlow in a moment. And he did oh. that. And that was cool. And that was warranted. 
but FTR didn't, but I thought that fit better for who FTR is. So it's a little bit disappointing that they're not on the card because like, like we've been talking about, they've been absolutely outstanding. And this is one of the best or biggest cards of the year. So you would think they would be on it. So we'll see how that kind of shakes out moving forward. All right. Now let's get into the first real gimmick match of the night. It is Anarchy in the Arena, mm. the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is Chris Jericho, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, and that waste of space, Jake Hager, taking on Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club, which consists of Brian Danielson and John Moxley. This is going to be weird, right? This is going to be weird. Um, I mean, I think it's just, it's, I think it's going to be okay, right? Like they're going to go all over the venue. It's going to be a street fight. Mox is going to do great in that. Kingston's going to do great in that. Jericho always does great in these things. He's going to provide some comic relief. Hager's going to manhandle the shit out of some people. The 2.0 guys are going awesome. to fucking kill it here. They kill it in everything. Yeah. God, they kill it. They are the They're best. Um, Santana and Ortiz know how to get down and dirty in these things and even tow the line of, of comic relief and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it hit me how much I'm liking this Jericho Appreciation Society this week. And I know I hate the name, but I think that even works better because it's a heel group. You're supposed to not like these guys. Sure. Right? If they had a cool name, like when the inner circle, like, it was a cool name. We were going to like that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But this yeah. is dumb. You're not going around bragging about this. You're not yeah. like, look, you're not buying a shirt for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, so, right. Love it. Yeah. I, I love even the stuff like with the wizard. It's like, yeah, good. We're supposed to hate Jericho. We're supposed to not like it. Well, I mean, you know. The grand wizard? A, yeah, that's a little <laughs> little close, Jericho. Um, but the like flame stuff, like it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. For me, I'm like, all right, if you're going to be kind of cool – you got to do some of those things where I'm like, oh, that's stupid, right? Like, I don't like that. Right. So I yeah. think it's working well. Uh, we have a tweet talking about uh, one of these people. So let's let's get to that real quick. And you right. said on Twitter, God bless Eddie Kingston, hashtag AEW Dynamite. And at Tam, uh, it's at Tam Lynn 48, Tammy Lynn. I guess I see what's going on here. At T-A-M-M-L-Y-N 48 says, I love me some Eddie Kingston. Eddie and John make one hell of a tag team. And yes, they do. That's why this is all going to gel well. The Blackpool Combat Club is all about violence. They're going to go in and be violent. We're going to get some violence. I, I don't think we're going to walk away saying, like, this absolutely stole the show, but I don't think we're going to be like, man, they really stunk that up. I, I agree. I think this is going to be really fun. I think you're going to get some really good comedy spots out of, again, we don't know their new name, but we're going to keep calling them 2.0 until they get a new name. But the 2.0 guys are going to do great. Santana and Ortiz can be comedy relief. If you remember in the uh, stadium stampede when Ortiz dead. didn't know. Yeah. Well, no, Ortiz didn't know how to <laughs> swim, swim. So he ended up going to two yeah. foot pool he's, and he's like he's walking like, backwards. Get your bitch ass in here. And he's like, no, oh, I still, oh. as much as I love that whole match, the thing that always sticks out is, they fucking drown Matt Hardy, and they're even like, "Yeah, there now he's dead," and he's like, "Yeah, he's dead." What he fucking gets? <laughs> yeah, love. They're it. great. Uh, 
honestly, I think the person who I'm most interested in seeing in this environment is Brian Danielson because he is the technical wrestler. Now, yes, he's violent, but he's always violent with technique, right? So he's going to do like yeah, it's in the ring. It's knee yeah, strikes. But he's always gonna, yeah, yeah, he's going to do like an arm bar, but while he's doing the arm bar, he's going to grind his leg across your nose. And you're like, that fucking hurts, right? Like, he's going to use he stuff, right? He's going right. to grab things and like press people's face into it. Yeah, but with this, this is just out in the open. There is no throw him off the ropes kind of thing. So how is he going to kind of get his shit in, you know, if you want to say that, with all of these guys like Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, who's been doing this forever. Like, I wonder where he's going to fit in with this. And I bring up Brian Danielson. No, oh, hold on. Who are you going with? Oh, who, who we think's winning? Yeah, who you got? Man, so this can go either way because somebody can win this anywhere for any, you know what I mean? Like Exactly, yep. Anything can happen. So I'm going to go Jericho Appreciation Society because I think they're going to, that's a team that can use that bullet moving forward about how they beat beat their team's yeah. ass. And then it can cause dissension between the other groups. Well, this is where I think this is going to be the genesis of the next great story in AEW. And I think it's going to be because they, they alluded to it on Dynamite two weeks ago, I believe it was. But Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson already say, hey, we don't really like each other that much, right? Like, we're not the best of friends. And they kind of did some pushing and shoving where John Moxley had to, you know, play the peacekeeper. And so I think Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston are going to be at each other's throats because of some mistimed move or something like that. Eddie Kingston's going to be pushing Brian Danielson. Chris Jericho is going to get his old ass. Who's now on the gas and roll up Eddie Kingston, get the three count. And then we're going to Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson, fuck you, fuck you, which then puts John Moxley square in the middle. And we're going to find out where John Moxley's allegiance lies. Is it with this new Blackpool Combat Club yep. or is it with his good old best friend, Eddie Kingston? And that's a story that's going to be yeah, great. Because there's Eddie already can... another three on three ready to go. Oh, oh yeah. And, just... and the and LAX. And... Yep, exactly. Yep. And then you can throw in Yuda and it's going to be Brian Danielson, John Moxley and right. Yuda because he's not in this thing. Well, right see, now. and they can even then eventually at the end of that is where they can introduce a fourth member who helps them get over Kingston and the and the things like the Blackpool Combat Club's rolling along. I mean, oh, there's yeah. all kinds and, of stuff you could do out of this. Yeah. And John Moxley, like in, in the way that I would book this scenario, which I think will happen is John Moxley sides with the Blackpool combat club, which then puts Eddie Kingston out in the cold. And there's no one better on this roster, maybe hangman, but no one else better than Eddie Kingston playing the scorn, you know, left for dead baby face. That's just going to scorch the earth. Once he gets his feet underneath them, I think again, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm on step 11 and we haven't even got to step one, but this whole thing, if it goes the way I think it does, this could take Eddie Kingston to the main event. I hope that's my hope. At least we'll see. I would love that. I love I that. Love He's awesome. He needs, he needs at least one title for one night. You know what I mean? He needs yeah. to do the, uh, what's that Toby Keith saying? The I'm not as good, whatever. Not as you good know? as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. 
and just have that moment in the sun where he beats Scorpio Sky or whoever it is. And then the next Wednesday, he yeah. loses, right? But right. like, we need that one time for <laughs> yeah, Eddie we need, Kingston. Yeah, we need our Zack Ryder moment with, exactly. with Eddie Kingston. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I got Jericho Appreciation Society because again, they're the team. They're going to be moving on. We're probably going to do some type of celebration thing on a dynamite that moves them to whatever they're doing next. All right. All right. So now let's get into one of the marquee matches of Double or Nothing. It is a singles match, one on one. MJF taking on Wardlow. So, Tim, haven't talked to you in a while. Tell me all your thoughts on this whole since revolution to now double or nothing Wardlow MJF, the whole ride. What do you think? They've done it so great. People have taken to Wardlow and are behind this guy. Like he's Goldberg, right? I, and mm-hmm. I, I guess I wouldn't have thought it was going to take that way as well. And right. cause even when they started, I was like, Oh man, they might be doing this too early, but no, it's working. It's fitting great. Uh, leading up into AW Dynamite's cage match, which we actually have a hashtag tweet the table about that. Reminder, we are GDU's hashtag tweet the table. That lets us know, hey, read this on the show. Make me famous. And we we might. We, we might. might. We might. At Devil Vamp says, love this opening cage match. Just wish he would have used MJF's hand to count the one, two, three. Other than that, Wardlow. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, man, that whole presentation was great. That oh. cage match, start to finish, was amazing. Sean Spears did his part, 10 oh. out of 10. Uh, MJF selling that. that Sean Spears, when Wardlow does, like, the the he's rising behind him, he looks back. Credit to Sean Spears, because he didn't even act scared. He was just kind of like, all right, I knew this was coming. About to die now. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was just kind of like, he just had that look of like, oh, yeah, the game's over now. <laughs> like It was just powerbomb symphony from there, and it was great. Yeah, well, I will tell you and the listening audience, if you haven't watched Road to Dynamite, I think it was, that AEW put on their YouTube uh, channel, Sean Spears cuts a promo where before that, Wardlow's talking about how Sean Spears is going to be afraid to get in the cage with Wardlow. And Sean Spears pulls out one of the greatest promos I've ever seen from him in my life, where he talks about how his father kind of got hanging around the wrong people and he had to watch his father get tortured and then he then got tortured and he's like i went through that there's nothing on this earth that scares me and you're like motherfucker like i i'm kidding i'm not kidding you at all i'll send it to you it was an amazing promo yeah and so like going into the uh steel cage match after i saw that because i don't typically watch those it came up as like a suggestion on youtube I was like, man, you know what? Give it to Sean Spears. Fuck Wardlow for a night. But nonetheless, Wardlow gets the victory. But MJF selling that chair shot to the head. Now, it was unprotected, but he acted dead the entire time. I even like when he rolled out and he was looking back at the cage. He's like, what happened? What happened? (laughs) It was fantastic. Now, I love the... I think I counted it was 13 security guards, one by one. He's just wham, 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 just fucking, just fucking jabbing them down, right? Oh, and then he threw that one into the abyss in between the cage and the ring. (laughs) I rewound that and watched that on slow-mo so many times. All right, he's got the guy up. 
He throws him at the thing. He literally like is looks like a starfish when he hits it. When he starts falling, his left leg is still sticking up in the air. It like basically smacks the ring apron as he's getting swallowed up, and then his leg like follows him in. He's probably folded up in there. Oh it was God. probably even worse than it looked. And I love that. As bad as it was, guy might be like battered, bruised, broken. The announcers were fucking dying of laughter. They were just <laughs> like, they were like, I fucking killed that guy. <laughs> Loved every minute of it. That was so fun. Yeah, it was great. Now, <laughs> with all that being said, before mm. we get into our predictions of this match, there is one thing that I need to point out, and it actually happened also in the Jericho Appreciation Society segment, mm. and it's the camera work of AEW. Okay. So I'll talk about two things here. We have first, a tweet about that, too. Right. L- let me tell you a little bit first about yeah. the, my two observations. First, the Jericho Appreciation Society, whoever shot that, had the camera out of focus the entire time. Now I understand they did a fireball spot to some guy. They probably didn't want to do it twice because they don't want this poor bastard to go through, you know, trauma as an extra, right? But that your that your camera was out of focus yeah. to start shows yeah. like the lack of professionalism you have. Yeah. And then second, in this cage match, you had the moment where Wardlow gets to the top yeah. and does his this I'm so bad. He does the, the big dog thing. Yeah. Right. And we we go, we shoot, we got two ahead of ourselves and we went to MJF watching him. And then we tried to catch Wardlow and we didn't. And it's like Yeah. Well, and the thing about that is that like you'd already showed that shot of MJF. He had already hand on his head, like freaking mm-hmm. out. You already showed it twice already, twice or so already. And then yeah, that mm-hmm. bothered me as it happened. I was like, oh, you missed the shot. Yeah, like I understand you may you understand he might not have been doing that, but like, I, mm. it's just again you already showed the MJF thing. The MJF thing didn't need to get cut to. Right, write it out. See what he's about to do up there on the top of the cage. He's probably not just going to go up there and stand there and be like, "Look yeah, at me now." He's, right, he's going to do exactly. something up there, or he's going to fall off. Which hey, you better catch that. Something, but that it just seems week after week, and all honestly, this is their third yeah. year, their three year anniversary. Year after well, let's year. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, our criticism is this. So go ahead. Well, so you said the camera work has got to get better for AEW. Missing shots and some are out of focus. Not a great look. Hashtag AEW Dynamite, which is what you said here. And at PW Surge, out there at Pro Wrestling Surge, said not quite as bad as 2001 WCW, but it's not that far ahead. Uh, and then they signed it CP, which I don't know who that is there. But, well, listen. You can compare everything and say not quite as bad as 2001 WCW, right? Like, what was 2001 WCW doing better than most other things? Well, but I think the indictment is that the comparison can be made to anything from 2001 WCW. It's not that far ahead. Like, yeah, you're not dead last because nothing can be worse than what was dead last. But, man, if there's 10, you're coming in at a solid eight and a half. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so... This is again, you know, we've this talked is about, about as this bad before. as the ROH lights that we used to complain about. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, and it's just, I get it. We're, we're throwing in Samoa Joe's Malachi blacks, uh, you know, Johnny elites uh, all around and it's all fun, but like there has to be some type of improvement from the production crew. Like this can't be the second biggest wrestling promotion in the world and you got going on tbs nationwide 
an unfocused shot yeah. of a team just walking in the background. Like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah, I've said right. this till I'm blue in the face, and I'll keep saying it until it changes. But the only new hires that need to be made in AEW are behind the camera, not in front of it. Not in front of it. So, with that, all that being said, let's get back into... Yeah. We have the singles and match. as we do of, that, feel free to yeah. chat with us if you're watching live. we got a couple oh, yeah, viewers yeah. On, on the YouTube. Feel free to chat in with your thoughts on it. We might read them right here. Hang out, talk to us. Use hashtag tweet the table throughout the week, and we'll bring you up here as well. But, Tom, back into the well, AEW Double or Nothing card. Yes, and I, I want I want to get uh, your opinion on one thing, too, because I, I, I think I made this observation on uh, Twitter at Table Show when I was live tweeting. Wardlow walks out, no music. Mm. So. Yeah. We're going forward. Are you keeping the no music or what are we doing with, with the music? The whole thing is Entrance. a couple of people have done this during different times. And I think it works in the short term, but I think mm -hmm. the problem is if somebody sticks with it, it then becomes their thing. We can't do it for anybody else. And mm -hmm. the longer they're able to successfully do it, the more that will become true in perpetuity for everybody in the wrestling industry. I Correct. think it works for moments when it fits, right? Like, I'm so antisocial that I've, I'm not even doing music. I don't even like this, right? Or, oh, I've been punished, and so I can't even have music, right? Like, part of the whole thing of the circus is the music hits, and everybody mm -hmm. goes, ding, we're supposed to cheer or boo now, right? Like, yep. weird as that sounds, I don't want to sound like we no, need to true. dumb it down or anything like that, but it's it is part of the experience. It's part of the yeah. circus. So... I like it when used for whatever reason, but I think, like, now that he's free of the chains, we get some more dog music. Well, so let me let me get your reaction to this. This is one thing I was thinking. Throughout this entire feud, MJF keeps calling him War Pig, or or War right? Is it War Pig that he keeps on War Pig? Calling him a pig, yeah. Right, War Pig is is also yeah, what he keeps so saying. So instead right? of War, though, he calls him War Pig. And there's a pretty famous song, and we know Tony Khan pays that money, but Black Sabbath's war pig huh what do you think about that walking I out mean, to that yeah he owns if, he owns the nickname you know what i mean it's the, the character MVP. look uh-huh black yeah. sabbath so what does wardlow do so you have wardlow winning yes yeah yeah because look mj or do we milk this no mjf <laughs> will try to get his revenge that's then the second part of the story is wardlow conquered him MJF Ooh, that doesn't on. even have to be immediate either. Yeah. And MJF can do the whole, hey, you motherfucker, you beat me. I'm coming after you. And I'm also coming after you with monsters. Here's, you know, Carrion Cross or here's Bray yeah. Wyatt. Like he can bring in these like one time. He can bring in, oh, he could bring back Nick Gage Ooh. to go after Warblow. So. Listen, we pulled up lane before. Remember, they did the hangman thing, and then they were like, nah, pause. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, well, they could go with the MJF cheats to win somehow. Yeah, and th that wouldn't shock me. I just think, unfortunately. I think Warlord. No. And, and the reason also why I don't think it's going to happen where MJF gets the win is we have enough history now where. He does amazing in the program and he's the shining star, but then he does the favors for the baby face. Cause if you go back, he lost to CM Punk, even though he beat him twice, but the end of that story was CM Punk beating him. Right. Go back before that. 
he makes Chris Jericho go through the five labors of Jericho and all of that. But then at the very end, Chris Jericho beats MJF. And so I think MJF does need those wins from time to time. Like he beat Darby Allen in the pay-per-view with the side headlock. Remember that? Even though he cheated, which was in a fantastic match. But I think MJF role is get the program week to week to week to week to then get the pay-per-view where you get to see me get my ass kicked by, you know, hangman or well, whoever. and yeah, I think it'll leave him free for something that we'll discuss later. So I think Ooh. we're the wins. I like all of this foreshadowing you're doing. I hope yeah. you're keeping notes because I'm really yeah. interested in all these things. Right. The tag team yeah. that you mentioned, I don't even know who I that hope is. I remember all these things. Yeah, I hope you do, <laughs> do too. Write it down. Yeah. All right, so now let's get into the Owen Hart Cup Tournament Finals. Mm, okay. Let's start with the match we know, and then we'll go to the match we don't fully know. So the match we know is on the men's side. We're getting Samoa Joe taking on Adam Cole, baby. Who you got in this? All right. I kind of wonder if we should bring up the tweet or, well, let's not because the tweet expands upon what we'll say here. I okay. think we're getting Adam Cole wins. Yep. He'll cheat somehow. Samoa Joe still got a title. He's focused on the ROH thing. Adam Cole, baby gets a trophy of sorts. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, baby, baby. I think it plays perfect for Adam Cole to win this. Couple things. I think Samoa Joe is going to get screwed over by Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and then the big, the big guy. You know, can't think of his name right now. Sanjay Singh, maybe that's it. Um, nailed. Yeah, nailed it. Um, also, so that's how I think Samoa Joe loses is the that trio of Ring of Honor talent uh, messes with Samoa Joe to cost him the match. But I think for Adam Cole to win the Owen Hart Cup tournament final, and I know that the the rivalry was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, but from all accounts, Adam Cole is in the Shawn Michaels camp. He is a Shawn Michaels HBK fan. He's a Bret Hart guy. Yeah. Right. And for him to win that. He's not a punk. And so for him to win this and then to just rub it in your face that I'm the first winner, oh, the heat would be amazing. So I think it plays perfect that Adam Cole wins this match. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I think Adam Cole wins. Let's talk about you had a Twitter interaction here uh at derek j speaks again he first said would not put it past them to have the men's and women's owens cup winners be Britt baker and adam cole could easily see that as a visual on sunday i personally hope they they go a different direction but i wouldn't be shocked by it hashtag aw dynamite and you said that's what it's gonna be isn't it damn it i think you're right and derek responded he said hey i'm all for giving chris stantlander a push and giving her the win and building her up as a future challenger for jade i tease the jamie hater interference again but this time it backfires and craw and cost brit the victory so where do you think we're going with that you know he put out two great scenarios that i think are very easily to 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 see right right you could see the couple holding hands with their trophy in the other hand as they walk down to the aisle and rub it in everyone's faces. They kiss. They're wearing Sean. They're wearing, have them wear hearts all over their oh, t-shirts, yeah. you know, 
not Shawn right, Michaels' gear. They can't, right? No, but, but it's like, I mean it's it's hearts, right? But they're wearing the Shawn Michaels like jagged broken heart, right? Yeah, the, the broken the, hearts, the right? Fucking, yeah, the all the things. Dagger in it, right? Yeah, um, I could see that one million percent. I could also Something see the young though, bucks would do. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Now, Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. Let's get to that before we get to whoever the winner is taking on Britt Baker. Who do you think wins that match? Because those are two baby faces. So what do you think there? I think Chris Statlander. I think they're all in on a push on her with a new, you know, not necessarily new identity, but kind of trimmed down the weirdness, right? Yeah, got a little more serious, got her away from Mm -hmm. the best friends. Um, you know, so I think I think they're going with Chris Stanley because again, I think Ruby Soho is in a position where I don't think it's helping her much. I don't think they're going to have her win the thing, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, did you see when Chris Statlander and Red Velvet faced off, and Chris Statlander did the uh, push press with one arm, yeah. uh-huh. she pushed her up and then held her up with one arm? Yeah. That takes some that, some balance and some core strength from Red Velvet as well. But that takes oh, of course, fucking yeah. Bianca did that with somebody strength. recently, right? But like, there's not really? too many that can do that. Yeah, yeah. That's I think she maybe did that's it with a, Sasha, who may or may not exist anymore. But you know, who anyhow? Yeah. Um. So I got Chris Statlander as well. I think Chris Statlander is going to be the one. Uh, that you know goes into the match because I don't know because Ruby Soho still has the song that everyone wants to sing and she's still the shiny new toy even though Tony Storm is yeah. now also the shiny new toy but they've already faced off that's why I got Chris Statlander is because yeah, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander I think's a better story they're going to tell there like we've seen the Baker Soho right? Soho so, we already mm-hmm. saw that right so yeah I'm going Statlander but then I'm going. No, I'm going Statlander. No, I'm going Statlander because I do think Britt Baker needs the next chapter. And if you've noticed, she's been doing a lot of, hey, I'm going to walk out to the ring by myself. I don't need you to go back to the back. Because even though she she missed her spot. She even told Hater, no, don't do this, even though it helped her. Yeah. And even though she missed her spot and she didn't actually hold her hand. Face turn something i think we're getting hater something. tries so to I, interfere she tells her no i got this i can beat this bitch mm-hmm. and she tries Turns again costs yep. her and now they have beef and we start going that route and jamie hater's like yeah. bitch i own i i own all of your fucking victories i've helped you all of them yep. i'm not just gonna listen to your orders because you don't know what the fuck you need i'm I, reverse, I know what you need yeah a reverse wardlow and mjf where mm-hmm. it's the heel assistant the frankenstein's the monster face. it's getting out of yep. control exactly yep and so yes then we get chris statlander winning the owen the owen hearts right which is good 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 feather in her cap and and the thing is that we haven't really got clarification on is what does the winner get right so what i would do here well i know the electoral but like there should be also like you won this to then get a reward yeah right right Mm -hmm. so i would think you get secondary titles Feels yeah, like you I get, think you yeah. give Adam Cole and Chris Statlander shots at the TNT and TBS championship. Yeah, give them the network titles, right? Yeah, I think that's where you go. Adam Cole can Not take the on Sammy Guevara. They're the they're the network titles. Exactly. You yes. have you have Adam Cole taking on Sammy Guevara because I think eventually Sammy Guevara is going to win that back, right? But Adam Cole's going to then push Sammy Guevara, kind of. Get the fuck out of here, kid. Now this championship. Well, then we've something. got the whole girlfriend and wife thing right. story you can tell there again, too. Yeah. I just think getting Adam Cole the championship 
then revamps that title. Cause ever since Sammy Guevara got it from Cody, it's kind of going like this a little bit yep. and no offense to Scorpio sky, but it's still going like this. Well, and no, so look, Adam Cody Cole, is a main event player. We've seen that now. So like, yeah, it's no longer on a main event player. Right. And so Adam Cole is a main event player. So getting the title on him, I think would be good. And then for Chris Statlander, look, I know she lost, I think once already to Jade Cargill, but strength versus strength. I'm a hundred percent into that. Right. We talk about big meaty men slapping meat. I'm into big, buff bitches punch each other in the face you know what i mean like i like that too so chris statlander bumping biceps <laughs> yes yes name the episode title <laughs> right. that's what we're gonna push yeah, yeah i would like to see chris statlander take on jade cargill for the tbs championship i think that would be good so we'll see what happens there but that's what i would like for the winners to get is the network championships i like that i like that all right, so now let's move on to the the top tier titles here. We're going to get our first of the three top tier championship matches with a, tr- a three-way tag team match. It is champions Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage. With Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Taking on Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs with Taz with Taz Mm -hmm. taking on Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Now, again, I've mentioned this a couple different times, but Tim haven't talked to you in a while. I think, and I keep saying it on our Twitter at table show that Swerve Strickland is money. He may be the coolest fucking guy on the roster. Every time he just walks out and he knows that, you know, that he knows he's fucking cool and you just go like yeah we yeah. all know this is his back so cool. tell me what you think about swerve strickland strickland tell me what you think about this match and what do you expect i love that we have swerve strickland here i like that aw treats itself as you know the, the whole concept of the forbidden door thing right like they they are the grand stage of like where the indies converge if you will right the indies and the others converge right like we mm-hmm. all kind of meet here this whole like when they do these mcu movies right and all of these yeah. characters suddenly converge um i like that with swerve keith lee ricky starks they haven't shied away from the evolve stuff right and the and the and whatever else right like mm-hmm. so swerve i think is great i think you're right money i think especially when you let him go be himself we had something with Hit Row, and that died so unnecessarily soon. God, mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm glad he's here and able to do something. Right? I don't think they're winning this match. I think the Team Taz is winning this match. Ooh. Yeah, I think Jurassic Express. I think we're getting the Christian finally is like you guys are bums, nut punch. And I think we get this like, I think Jungle Boy is going to go on and do singles things. Right? I think yeah. we're going to maybe re-examine the luchasaurus thing and and just kind of let I'm that a dinosaur. phase out I'm a dinosaur. I'm you, oh. <laughs> that needs to be something a la hangman right like having anxiety yeah. issues having self-esteem issues i'm Take not a dinosaur of a man and yes yeah. you are and that's where we can bring in marco stunt back and even then even down the road that's where jungle boy shows back up. he's like dude come on like i know that's what i did i know i dropped the jungle boy thing and but like you didn't have to do that, man. You're a dinosaur, man. I wasn't a jungle boy, but you were a dinosaur. No, I'm not a dinosaur. 
are a dinosaur, <laughs> right? Oh, I'm a dinosaur. I was thinking, well, I think you do. Again, we're getting off on a little tangent. We'll get back to our prediction here. But I think, again, going back to our favorite storyline in recent memory, I think that we've wrote, I think you do Luchasaurus backstage, takes the mask off, doesn't know what he's doing, goes out, wrestles on elevation and dark with no mask on. What the fuck? Got to see that. Billy, who the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. Whatever his real name is. He wins a couple matches, but he's not doing too great. Goes backstage one week. Doesn't know what he's doing. Kind of looking around, lost, a little bit sad. Marco stunt this just appears, and I was like, "Hey, man, you're a dinosaur. You're a fucking dinosaur." Obviously, he doesn't say fuck, right? But maybe he does. Jungle Boy, kind of that catches his attention, and he's like, "Hey, man, fuck that guy. He isn't a dinosaur." And then you get Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking out Marco stunt because then that's the official like. This is us wiping our hands, Marco Stunt, because that still hasn't been explained that he's there each and every week. And then all of a sudden he's not Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, beating the ever loving shit out of him and then gets him out of the company would close that loop. And then you get Jack Perry, no Jungle Boy versus the reemergence of I'm a dinosaur, dinosaur right there for the for the TNT championship. That's what you do. Anyhow, love it. Love it. I think that's great. Hey, shout out to the chat. This has to be, I think we've discussed this with this person before, but you know they're a long-term listener when they say, Captain Awesome Titan T-Mac. Whoa. That's going back near a decade right there. Titan T-Mac. They must know you from before. They must know all your secrets. That is, yeah, that is a... (laughs) That's a way back Welcome. machine little mind right Please there. Please chat with us. We need friends. You need friends too. Look, you're watching YouTube podcasts about wrestling. Look. Thanks. I, I don't, don't want to shit talk you for that, but like, I know when I'm doing that, I wish I had a friend to talk to about it. So and you can be, talk our to us. be our friend. Be our friend. There you go. Be our friend. Be our friend. Talk to us. Like X0, X81. Thanks. We appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah. 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 All right. So I got in this. I've got Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Ooh, okay. I, I think t- I think Team Taz takes the pin. And I think with that, that's then when we're going to get – oh, my goodness, I'm seeing this. <laughs> we'll get to it in a second. Uh, yes. Well, uh, that's when – because Jungle Boy maybe is a half second late to get to breaking up the pin, that's mm-hmm. then Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, raise the titles, they go walk off, Luchasaurus is still in the ring, and that's when Christian turns on Jungle Boy and gives him the Kansas City Cup punch. Oh, I love it. Uh, X0X81 is showing their their long-term phantom. Talking about your rap breaks. Uh, oh! 2015 Mania and where they at, though. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is going back to the Cumulus days, the, the oh corporation. The, corporation. the evil corporation days. that shunned us where to Papa at, Shango's basement. Where uh-huh. they at, though? Where they at? Mm, no, mm, mm. man, that's that's putting in some work. You've been listening to us that long. I, thank you, and I apologize. <laughs> that's great. Oh, man, well, you're a retired is... battle rapper. I am. Well, I'm retired, so obviously right. we all know that. Went yeah. out on top, beat all the best. You can't come back from that. Where so, they at, uh, uh. where they at? No, uh. ah, that was great. <laughs> Thanks for that uh, memory. Yes. that was fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Mm. I got, I got after the match because 
Jungle Boy couldn't make it in time to break up the pin. That's then when Christian is like, you're never in the right spot. I always have to put you in the right spot to win these matches. And the Got one time I chumps. think you can do it, you don't do it. I'm out of Fumble here. Boy. Yeah. Right? Yep. Fumble and then that's again, if, if we wanted to go with, I'm a dinosaur, Christian saying that Jurassic Express sucks could be the start right. of Luchasaurus like, saying you. like, you're a six six. You're calling yourself yeah. a dinosaur. Like, is right. any? But you have to look down at every person in here, and you're gonna act like you're a dinosaur. What a joke! It's a joke. Yeah, you cartoon character. Like he could just oh, a Christian. Uh, we haven't seen a Christian heel character in a good while. Mm-hmm. And man, he's good. good. Christian yeah. is so underrated for how good he is in every aspect of his game. I feel like, and and kind and of. And I has wouldn't been. be shocked. And I wouldn't be shocked if we get the bait and switch at the end, because during the match, he could easily give, uh, you know, a big old punch to the mouth of Taz to where we think like, oh, man, he's team Jurassic Express 100 percent to then just at the very end do the like, you guys can't hang with the best of them. And I'm with yep. the best of them. So I'm out of here. So, you know, uh, X zero X 81 was reminding me that you know earlier before we started the show Tom x0 x81 will appreciate this we were having technical difficulties and Tom was oh, like yeah. how long have we been doing the show this sounds like when you used to have this problem and I checked it and sure enough it was that problem <laughs> from six years ago or whatever yeah look at that we got but again I, I just had to reset up the studio it had been a while you know things were crossed it things happens. weren't right and we worked it out because now we're pros now now we get it even though we'll probably lose this stream midway through <laughs> it happens it's fine it all right so now let's move on to i guess what would be the co-main event but mm. it's typically the women's spot because it's right before the main event mm. uh thunder rosa your champion your aw women's world champion taking on the professor of professional wrestling serena deeb who you got so i want to bring up the tweet first because i think it echoes both of our sentiments about this okay yeah it's from at devil vamp and he says hashtag tweet the table he says this women's championship build has been so weird in promos can we just have these two beat up people and talk less hashtag tweet the table tony can't tell women's stories um you know that part is you know it's a broad statement at the end but this he's right on You've talked about this. You want them to fight forever, right? Was this the? Oh no, it was no. Uh, that's Hikaru her Shida indeed. But right, this just hasn't. I mean, look, they both tell okay promos, but neither are like we're like, oh, it's the promo that gets you there. It's the in ring like they get can kind of. You're like, whoa, calm it down a little bit, right? They get violent, um, mm -hmm. and I just don't think we got enough of that. Yeah, you know? I think that's where you know. Uh, x081 you're gonna hear this for the 10,000th time and that's fine but you know call back to ecw storylines tony khan was an ecw fan the way to build this story in my opinion is very much like what devil vamp said where steal from ecw and make it the sabu taz storyline with these two women where it's i'm just killing all the people in this division one after the other you're the champion and i'm coming for you and i'm coming for you and then you have the champion saying i'm having the best performances of my life i'm still kicking ass you can't even get to my level and they're just beating people to where you're like eventually something has to break and that's how you tell the story you could have them so not do the beat the clock thing that's silly right that's been played to death in sure. wwe 
But you can have Serena Deeb say, hey, last week you wrestled this woman, right? Let's say it's Tay Conti, right? You wrestled Tay Conti and I beat her in two minutes faster and I made her quit. And then Thunder Rosa goes, well, all right, well, then next week I got the, the number two contender, the one right underneath you, Serena Deeb. I've got whoever that is, right? Anna J. It's not, but Anna J. And then she beats her. And then you just get this like, well, fuck, these two women just cannot stand each other. And then there is where you get the match at double or nothing. Right. Instead, we're getting Dustin Rhodes with, he didn't, uh, am I getting, are you hearing these dings? No. Okay, good. I'm getting text messages on my computer, but oh. I just want to make sure that you weren't hearing it. Uh, nope. I'm glad I pointed that out like a professional. Right. So, uh, so yeah, but you get like Dustin Rhodes. Don't who sell has it, half Tom. His, Don't you know that? You know, yeah, sell it. Until somebody tells yeah, you but, something. But like Dustin Rhodes has half of his face painted, even though he didn't have a match and he's just walking out with this weird, I don't know what the fuck that was about. And then Thunder Rosa just doubling down on the Texas Mexican history thing. Quick it's sidebar. Like, this is, Dustin Rhodes has only been painting half of his face for what, a decade now? Why are we still doing that? I Well, I think he started half the face when he came to AEW. He did the whole face as gold dust. And then. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because now he's half cowboy, half gold dust you know what i mean i think that's what he's half trying to natural do. yeah half natural <laughs> that should be his new nickname hey they're half, half natural. natural he should have like cowboy boots on one side <laughs> and the old gold dust gimmick on another side yeah and like a fucking gold dust zach Ryder moment man zach Ryder got mentioned twice on this show how about that yeah good for him All but right. matt cardona zero mentions until now <laughs> yeah right. um so now let's get into it it's the right. main event what we all paid our tickets for, the pay-per-views, all the fun stuff for. It is your champion, Cowboy Shit, Hangman Adam Page, right here. Taking on Old Man CM Punk. Who wins this match? Tim who do you got? Well, what, first off, what do you think about the buildup? Do you like this buildup? Because I feel like this one's kind of hot and cold. I feel like, again, a thing we've kind of mentioned, it's felt like Hangman's been kind of the second fiddle in almost all of these, right? Like, the, it's never been that Hangman's had to kind of defend anything. Hangman's been almost having to prove himself each time. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. And it feels like that's kind of where we're at. I always enjoy when we get a heel turn while the person's holding the title. Because that's mm -hmm. an interesting thing to do. And we've kind of gotten that here. Right? At least for the storyline. Where, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He's he's doing the heel stuff to CM Punk. Right? CM Punk's doing the like, hey, I don't know what the problem is, guy. Like, right. I'm just trying to keep this professional. But he's like, fuck you. I've hated you since birth, motherfucker. Um <laughs> And well, so I, I thought, just, you know, it's interesting, and, but I, I, yeah. I think CM Punk's going to win this. See, I think so too. As far as what they want, I want mm -hmm. Hangman. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Hangman because I'm never going to not pick Hangman. So I'm picking <laughs> Hangman. I don't okay. give a shit. It's good to know. But I thought the angle they touched on this week where Hangman said, I'm not just defending this championship against you. 
I'm defending AEW against you. I thought that was gold. If you would have started that whole thing with this feud, man, yeah, I would have been way more interested into it because I mean, Hangman was mentioning a lot of things where it was like, you're kind of a diva. You're kind of a bitch backstage. Yes. Like, you well, know, it's everything we've said about CM Punk. I, I mean, like, yeah. I 100% want Hangman to win. I identify with everything he said. Yeah. And I like it. But now, I think it's not going to, yeah, CM Punk's yeah. going to win. Now, on the other hand, the thing that I have been liking with this storyline is seeing the unraveling of hangman right so when hangman is holding his title and cm punk is just standing there and the crowd starts chanting more for cm punk hangman storms off because he can't take it right i gave you all of this now again this is where the subtleties you can read into it what you want the way i read into it though is man i've given you everything crowd i have literally like bled for you in texas death matches i took the championship off of the the, the devil who is Kenny Omega. And now you're just going to cheer for this old guy. Like, fuck you. Right. That's how he stormed off. And then this week when CM Punk is like, shake my hand, shake my hand, shake my hand. And hangman finally punches him. And you see CM Punk grin. And then hangman gets upset with himself. Cause he just played right into his hand. It's like, fuck yes. And so, my issue though with the entire buildup is those things have just been touched on. It's just been like uh, dashes. It's like salt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. little salt that you add to a nice dish. Um, because instead we're getting, you know, CM Punk does the uh, buckshot lariat and then Hangman does the, um, you know, uh, go to sleep. And it's like, well, that's okay. But like, that's not really a story. That's just, right. I can talk. That could have been done with Thunder Rosa and Serena Deep right that's what you should have done with those two this though could have been something and i felt like it was too many things of nothing if that makes sense you know what no, i'm saying makes sense i agree with you i think it was um yeah it fell flat a little bit for me which i think we've been complaining about a lot with the hangman stuff but i wouldn't mind if cm punk turns heel in this because if any one of the two needs a little restart even though CM Punk gets fun to cheer CM Punk, that's kind of muscle memory, I think, to fans. Right. I think his character is kind of flat post MJF. I'm not, the MJF stuff was outstanding. I'm not going to like yeah. shit on that as if he never did anything good. Um, but I think we're all kind of waiting for the devil CM Punk. You know what I mean? The guy in Ring of Honor who signed his WWE contract on the on the championship. The Straight Edge Society CM Punk. Like that's the guy I think we're waiting for in AEW because in AEW he can push it to the limit. So here in the chat on the YouTube stream, which we encourage you to do, chat with us on the YouTube. Uh, X Zero X eighty one says, if Punk turns heel, does it make Hangman look like an ineffectual wuss? Hmm. So are we saying, hold on. So if you're still in there in the chat, so are you saying that punk wins or are you just saying punk turns heel, but hangman can still overcome? Cause then hangman ah, looks like that's a good the question. greatest yeah. thing in the world. Right. Like, so I think he's assuming that punk would win that. Right. I would say it depends on how he turns heel. If he turns heel where it's a steel pipe to the back of the head where the ref didn't see it. Well then no. Right. Like it's steel pipe. Yeah. Or if whatever, he hangs right? the guy, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? right. yeah. but if he just does kind of like 
uh, a smoke and mirrors thing where Hangman looks dumb for trusting him in a spot and CM Punk takes advantage of that and then gets the win that way. Yeah, then he's going to look stupid, right? Like if he does a, well, he wouldn't grab the ropes. Oh, he grabbed the ropes and I lost. Like that'll make him look like an idiot. But if it's something dastardly, no, I think he'll be fine. Okay. But where would he go? That's the thing. CM Punk turns heel. We got some fun shit to do, right? Because now we got the devil in AEW. I mean, look at him as a baby face. He causes controversy with the t-shirts he wears as a baby face, which I don't necessarily disagree with him. No other story. But imagine what he does as a heel. You know what I'm saying? Like, then he's really going to be. Yeah, he's trying to stir the shit. As a baby face. Uh, as a baby face. So what can he do as a heel? Like, that's what I'm excited for. Uh, so I, I think you keep it on Hangman because what would be the second story of Hangman? CM Punk wins this. I think he gets dark and then he leads the Dark Order in dark. And then CM they've Punk? got to shake. No. Oh, Hangman. Hangman. Ooh. And then they've got to even shake because he's become toxic when he used to try to rail against toxicity and now he's the toxic one i don't mind that i don't mind it i wouldn't mind if dark order cost hangman the match either cm punk stays babyface just wins the championship somehow dark order comes out to support their guy ends up fucking him that wouldn't be bad either but i no. you don't think you fuck fuck your (laughs) no go fuck your mother right here hangman cowboy shit baby (sighs) right here punk wins you're lying Nope. Punk wins and <laughs> X-Zero X-81 agrees with me. So, all right. So that's that's the card, right? That is double or nothing. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it, too. So let's just do a quick kind of high-level expectations. What do you think is going – like, we don't know, right? Again, because Friday could tell us a little bit more of what this card's going to be. But on this Thursday night, what are you looking forward to the most? What do you think will be – the, the show stealer or you know mo- what i you, think what the show expecting? stealer is going to be the triple threat tag team title match okay right i mean that yeah yeah i'm most excited for the mjf wardlow showdown the storytelling in that is going to be mjf i felt like has guided every storyline he's been in i feel like it's all been his yeah. creation and it's his his like here's how this is going to play out and here's step one two three four and i think we're going to get more of that and it's going to be great. And I think we're looking at an all-time great in MJF if, as long as he stays healthy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. I think, honestly, what I'm looking forward to the most, one, because they've proven me wrong before because I thought it was going to suck when they did the gimmick of Stadium Stampede. But this anarchy in the arena, Jericho, again, Stadium Stampede, I thought was going to be the dumbest fucking thing in the world. And it was my favorite match it's of the year. 2.0, guys. The 2.0 guys. Again, you got a lot of those same players with Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. Look at the smile on my face when I mention the 2.0 guys. Like every time they come around, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. They're great. They're awesome. (laughs) And then you're going to get the violence of Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Brian Danielson. LAX. LAX. With the caveat, though, is Eddie Kingston can be funny, right? Like he is a man's man, but he can do some silly stuff if called on. Obviously, Brian Danielson and John Moxley can do that as well. So I think I'm most looking forward to like, what is this going to look like? Yeah. And how is it going to unfold? Because Jericho has also had a miss, if you think about it, though. Because that Mimosa Mayhem with Orange Cassidy. That was weird. It was fun, but it wasn't the best. So 
I'm just more interested in where that's going to land with, with us and the audience. Um, but yeah, the, the triple threat or, you know, three-way tag match, whatever we're calling it. That's going to be the uh, show stealing classic match, right? Like that's yeah, going to be, gonna be yeah. you got to watch this, go back right. and watch this. Crowd's going to be so into that. They're going to be yeah. chanting everybody's everything. Yep. Yep. I like it. All right. Yeah, so like what we got next here? Tim. All right, we got two topics here that I want to discuss from the WWE realm of things. Now, this news broke a little bit back, and he may have covered it on the last show, but let's we'll, we'll discuss it here because at Katie First Lady sent a hashtag tweet the table, and it says, you all talked, and she says directly to WWE, she says, at WWE, you all talked about the Sasha Naomi story last week. That's fine. We get it. I don't need to hear it every single week. You seem to be done with them. Stop mentioning them. It's not helping your cause. Thank you hashtag tweet the table so yeah apparently sasha and naomi have said hey this is bullshit fix this or we're out and they were like fucking bounce and they said all right we're out and which we've seen similar stuff from sasha before the Mm -hmm. naomi thing i think was a little bit surprising to me um but from all accounts now this ain't at work right as long as these things go we're all like "Mm." now we've seen somewhere they work it out you know, and, and things are fine, right? Zelina's back or whatever her name was, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's not to say this is the end. They're not showing up on AEW necessarily, but it sounds like the relationship from everything we hear hasn't gotten better in the last couple of weeks. It sounds like, if anything, they're getting more chippy. So where where does all this lead? I mean, those are big names for where they were in the company and, and tenure, and, and especially with Sasha. Like, she's one of their top leading merch folks. Naomi's coming back, 100%. I, yeah. I feel 100% confident in saying that. Now, again, I don't know anything as far as contract or anything like that. I just think with WWE putting in her husband's ear, hey, get her back, and then him saying, like, babe, it'll be fine. Like, they promised you this. They promised you that. That will then, you know, she'll get she'll get exhausted of hearing about it, so where she'll just sh- show up for everyone to shut up, right? It's fine. I'm here, right? She might not be happy. She might go through her contract if, that, if she still has some months or years on it just to get through it. And then she might be done with wrestling because she's been doing this a long time. Yeah. Funkasaurus. Remember that? That wasn't like yesterday. So, oh, well, how could I forget Funkasaurus? Yeah. But with old, uh, Sasha Banks, here's the thing I don't like her character. Yep. Her character is boring, flat, and uninteresting. And full transparency, we have never met Sasha Banks. I have never interviewed her. I've never anything like that. However, the person Mercedes seems like an awful person. Mm. I wouldn't want to be around her. I wouldn't want to do business with her. So I honestly don't care about her future like that. Obviously, yeah. I want safety and all the other stuff. I'm not saying like, Ugh, but I'm just saying like, she is so full of herself from an outsider's perspective that I honestly... It almost feels like, you know, uh, if you ever watch a fight and you don't like either guy and you're like, fuck both of these guys. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like in this fight no, with WWE yeah, and Sasha Banks. I'm like, fuck both of them. So like with Sasha Banks, I, I feel like, and you know, look, I'm sure she's envisioned herself of having made a career proving people wrong, but I feel like. Yes, Sasha Banks is one of the top merch folks in the WWE, and they put her in all those top positions because she could go, and she's got all those historic matches and all those spots. 
but I feel like that's part of the manufactured circus of WWE that we complain about. I think had you come up on the independent scene, none of that would have existed. I don't think the crowd would have got behind her. I don't think they would have been like, she's the one. I don't, I don't think they would have been. I think this is, you know what I mean? Like this is the machine producing what the machine produces. And I think, yeah, you carry, she carries some weight now that like, if she showed up on another show, people would be like, oh man, the formerly known as Sasha Banks is over there now. But like, I, I think that's when the shine would start to wear off. Right. Because like, mm-hmm. as we said, yes, she is good in the ring, but she has never to well, one to uh, if any of these matches where we talk about all time greats from her matches, have we been like, can you believe she pulled this off or she did that or or the story they came up with? No, it was always because it was like, hey, you guys did damn good and you went without mistake and like you had cardio. But like, there was ne- right. we have never been wowed by a performance. By any story. That's the thing. Yeah, because right. wrestling is more than just ring the bell, wrestle a match, mm-hmm. win the match, lose the match, whatever, move on. There's way more aspects of wrestling than that. Now, that is a big proponent, and some people, that's all they care about. But again, wrestling's big enough to where you don't have to love everything, right? But we love stories. And other than the Bailey-Sasha story in NXT, yeah. there has yet to be a story... Hey that she has told that has been interesting. Here's my hot take. Interesting. You know who's going to get, out of the two, Naomi's going to get the better reaction on the indie scene than Sasha Banks is. Oh, I don't think either one's going to the to the independent scene. Well, but I you think, get what I mean? Like, or if they went yeah. to AW or if they went to whatever. called the alt-WWE scene, right? Right. Anything yeah, not yeah. WWE. I think the better crowd reactions go to Naomi than Sasha Banks. What, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like if you just said these two wrestlers, drop them into this promotion. Right. We Anything. don't have NJPW, AEW, right. whatever. But well, we, don't have every, well we know what happened, right? Like, let's say they show up, the 90 days goes out, and they show up. It's ROH, or it's Impact, or it's NJPW, right. or, it's, or it's AEW, wherever they finally go, because they're not going back to AEW. I think the crowd still takes to Naomi better than Sasha Banks. Not initially. I think initially everyone will be doing that. this thing. I think everyone else though is the, is the, is the indie crowd though. You know what I mean? Like it's the, like we like wrestling, not just WWE with the WWE. We get the, like, like you said, Hey, it's Fox Saturday night or whatever it is. Right. Sunday Mm -hmm. night, Friday night. Mm -hmm. When does SmackDown on? Fuck Friday night. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, let's see, let's watch it. And I think that's where Sasha Banks reigns supreme. I, just, I don't think she does on the on the wrestling scene. I think she does on the sports entertainment scene. We'll see. I mean, I don't think we'll see, but it, it's it's an interesting. Yeah, thought. I don't think we'll see. I think yeah, she understands I, too. Like AEW is the only place that's going to offer the same kind of money she's making there with her merch sales, mm-hmm. right? And but she has. I think honestly, she's so. Hey, I'm I, Roman Reigns is now getting these movie parts and these opportunities. I also should get that. And True. She cousin, also has connections, right? And yeah. my cousin mm-hmm. is Snoop Dogg, and I was in a Disney show called I don't know what it was called. True. That's that's yeah, a good Wars agent. Thing. We'll keep her working. She doesn't have to wrestle anymore, right? Yeah. But I think, but I think she may be in the state of mind. And again, I don't know her. I don't know any facts. A reality show any, or a, right. Yeah. But what I'm saying though is I don't read any of the – this is all me just guessing here. But I would think 
from her attitude that I've seen in the past. Watch that Stone Cold Steve Austin interview uh, she did this, this did. when she's yeah. like, "I'm Vince McMahon. I'm eating the steak with the vegetables now too. Like I'm I'm that level as well." It's like the fuck you are, anyhow. Right. But I think that's how she thinks of herself. And so I think when she's kind of upset that Naomi was going to win that match again, that's the report that I've seen on Twitter is Naomi was going to win that match. She said, Naomi, we're a team. We got to get out of here. When really she's like, bitch, I should be winning this shit. Anyhow, I think now she's seeing that Roman Reigns is getting opportunities and other people are getting opportunities. And she's going to say, that's my new life. I'm going right. to Snoop and I'm going to make NFTs or whatever the fuck it is that she's going to do. You know, yep. she's going to have a, a crypto coin and that's her new future. She'll come back. She'll come back in 2025. But for the next year and a half to two years, I think she's going to be like, I'm she's going to pull CM Punk. Yeah, she's going to, uh, 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 and then be like, oh, fuck, I need to come back because no one remembers me. Well, and, and they're offering a bunch of money for a spot, and it'll be a surprise, and we'll do it at Crown Jewel. and Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It'll Crown be a Crown jewel. fucking Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so the only other thing I want to talk about, and I, and I kind of caught this idea while listening to some other podcasts. I can't remember which ones. Fuck them. Don't listen to any other podcasts, but this one. I mean, come on. Even, even, I, I don't even mean just wrestling podcast. Don't listen to any other podcast but this one. Yeah. Fuck repeat. Joe Rogan. Put it on repeat. Yeah. Fuck Joe. Mm -hmm. All right. So the Usos have won the, you know, what, unified WWE tag team championships, right? Tom, the Usos have been around for a bit now. Are the oh, Usos yeah. a top five wrestling mm -hmm. tag team of all time? Whoa. Mm. Now, hold on. Are we saying personal or just objectively? Let's let's say objectively, objectively top ten. Yes. Oh yes, objectively top ten without a top five even. Doubt. You think objectively? Yeah. Yes, in WWE maybe number five. <laughs> yeah. Like, where you at? Where you at? I, hey man, well, they've they've held a lot of titles, been in a lot of storylines, a lot of matches. Think... Right. I don't even remember marquee matches, but I remember at several points thinking like, God damn, you throw the Usos on this card, they're gonna fucking kill it with whoever it is. Or, or just give him a promo and they'll do the like, what does it say? Oos, and he'll finish the sentence. Mm -hmm. Even that shit's awesome. You know, here's what I'll say on paper. They match up with every single tag team in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah. I think though, their impact is not the same as other teams, such as edge and Christian Hardy's Dudley's. I agree with it. Uh, they don't define a generation, right? Right. Now, they kind of do a little bit because you could say them and New Day are the generation of tag team. I think when you say, like, you have to, like, tell me who defines this generation and you pick out who had the most success, yes. But I think, like, when you hear the name Attitude Era, you think of things like Hardy Boys, New Age Analysts. And I don't know if we're like, hey, 2010 to 2020 that we're going to be like, oh, ooh, so, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it just mm -hmm. springs to mind immediately, right? But I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, you might think New Day. Well, yeah, right. You know, uh, yeah. And I don't. New Day's a hard case too because there's three people. That's why I always thought it was kind of yeah. weird because I was like, well, fuck that. They just rotated Big E out with Xavier Woods. Of course, they're going to do better in this match. It goes better to his skills. Anyhow, um, with the Usos though, I do think. And again, we're also older too, right? We don't think that the Usos have the Hardy effect, but to a twelve-year-old, fucking maybe, maybe that do. is them, maybe right? I, th I I would say 
1 million percent in WWE tag team history, they're in that conversation. Top five, top five to seven. All time, that's then when you're getting some of those outsider teams like the Road Warriors, right. like the Steiners, right. where you're like, are they better than Harlem that? Heats. And I don't right. know, Harlem Heats. Yeah. So that's I, when I feel like you got to put them in the top 10, though. Easy. Yeah. yeah. They're at least nine, right? <laughs> like right. They're at least number nine. Right. Uh, but, which i mean god damn though that's an impressive yeah. like it was just kind of hit me i was like man they're amazing. the Usos have quietly been around here for a long time in many different forms not, not many but like you know enough different forms you we've seen mm-hmm. in character growth now yeah, they're involved in this bloodline thing which the bloodline thing for me has been boring i feel like it's, it's been going a, on a long time i feel like i feel like it's hit a plateau now i i don't watch smackdown but I did see a segment where before they did this title unification, Roman Reigns told the Usos, hey, go get the championships or whatever. Yeah. But then he hugged them. But when yeah, he, he hugged them, he looked in, he looked in the camera. He's like, I'm up to something. And so that made me like, what's going to happen here? However, since that moment, it's been rinse, repeat. Yeah. We're doing the same thing. Well, this is all leading to the rock. I think we've heard like the rocks free Royal rumble to mania time. That's where this has to go. And then I think Roman Reigns is going to take a break and do what you said earlier. He's going to go oh, do some man. movies. We don't see him for a while. So, I mean, Hey, look, yeah, we don't a good see those formula. movies either. Well, that's it. Yeah. We don't see those movies either. <laughs> so yeah, we don't see the scorpion 14. All right. Uh, scorpion King, whatever it is. Fuck it. You know, scorpion um, cousin. Yeah. The scorpion cousin. <laughs> that's what they should do. Sharknado six. So, like, but this is a good formula, right? If you know, like, hey, we got a guy who's clearly going to go be a movie star in, six, in you know, five years. Well, then fucking hit a major storyline that is that can be, you know what I mean? He held the title for three years, and now he's out. That makes sense to me, right? Like, get everything you can out of the guy if he's possibly going to leave and go be famous elsewhere, right? If he's going to pull a Batista, right? So, but- fine. Like, where I'm hitting on is I, I, I'm glad they're doing this unified titles thing, though. Like, it. It yeah. makes things way more interesting and it elevates that secondary title when the person's gone on the other show involved in a storyline you know what i mean well well i i watch uh uh i forgot what it was but they said something to the effect of hey rumor is uh the brand split's done because apparently right. on friday cody's gonna be there for no reason just he's gonna be on there the show and so yeah get rid of the brand split because i'm done personally with hearing about uh what's his new name now ezekiel what, what elias yeah, what ezekiel is yeah i'm fucking tired of that never has been fucking on the television get him out of here make kevin it's the new damian sandow better. where it's like but yeah he's, he's good even, he's funny but, but like he's not even getting those reactions listen right. to when the bell bell rings ain't no one fucking caring yeah. um but like get the brand split done and just have them all kind of hanging out because that you don't have a strong enough roster. You've killed 80% of it, and yeah. then now you're kind of left with nothing. So just put in the big-time players. Here's where I'll challenge, not you specifically, but just the, the general thought of The Rock, because I kind of reject it. You get to WrestleMania 39, right? Is that the next one? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, Rock versus Roman. Like, Rock is 50. Yeah. And he Doesn't ain't matter. showing up. This but what I'm saying is it's like they foreshadowed it on a show. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. 
But I'm not saying like I think the consensus kind of amongst the IWC is that The Rock wins and ends the title reign, and I kind of reject that because oh, no. he's not going to go to WrestleMania backlash and wrestle yeah, someone no. else. No, I think Roman Reigns wins it. So then who takes out Roman Reigns? I think that's the more interesting story, right? Because it's not going to be The Rock, at least in my opinion. Ooh, so unless you do this. Oh, here you go. Unless The Rock, he comes around and he fucks with Here, Here's how the story plays it. Here's how I'm doing it if I write it, because this is the okay. best way. All right. Okay. So The Rock comes around and he's just like doing his fucking sticky rock thing. Like, everybody remember me? I'm a fucking superhero. Everybody thinks I'm the best. Look at my giant fucking penis. And you know what I mean? Everybody's like, ooh, and and on. Except Roman Reigns is like, I don't think you understand. You know what I mean? He's brooding over in the corner and the Usos are over there like, yeah, man, don't talk about a fucking cut. You know, he's like, this isn't your place anymore. This is cute in front of everybody. And the rock's like, Oh, seems like you got your panties in a bunt or in a twist or whatever. Right. Like kind of no selling it for a while, but he keeps hanging around and the Romans getting a little more pissed. And he's like, no, fuck that. Let's end this. You know what I mean? Like you act like you ran this family for years and I'm tired of it. I'm here now. I run it. Let's do it. And the rock's like, Nah, I don't do this anymore. Like, I don't need to do this. I ain't got nothing to prove. And he's like, the fuck you do? This is about the bloodline. This is who runs the family. And he's like, I mean, we know who runs the family. Right? Like, he's just <laughs> no something, Right? Like, pissing Roman off. So, we're finally, he's like, all right, well, listen, if I'm going to do this, then you got to leave WWE. And you're out. And then, like, he's like, and I won't even want it. I'll just turn it back over and they can have a tournament for the new champion. But you... You're out because you suck, and I'm tired of listening to you. I'm tired of you ruining the family name, and I'm tired of you blah, blah, blah. And that's where we go, and that's where Rock wins it. Roman gets to go have his Hollywood party. Rock's like, here, turn it over, like I said. Right. Ooh, I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Do like that idea. Mm -hmm. And I love tournaments, so that's I'm 100% in on that. Right, then you got a whole new fresh start. Roman's gone. Who's the king of the hill? And of course, yeah, I'll come to Seth Rollins and the Kevin Owens and the, you know, the mice will play. You know who it's going to be. Cody Rhodes. He's the new Lex Express. He's going to be the one that takes down Roman. This is what they wanted Lex Luger to be. The Americana, red, white, blue, the blonde hair. And I also think, right, I think, so I think WrestleMania 39, you do Rock, Roman, Mm -hmm. Roman, overcomes and beats the rock okay rock goes okay you're the king right kind of bows down and then when roman says i am the king of the world well that american dream that american hope comes yeah. well that's up. it nobody can beat this family there's no other bloodline as strong as ours america and then, and yeah, then, and then it's fucking Ford F-150s fucking driving down the damn entrance ramp and then you got Cody. Well, and how and how apropos that'll be for a guy who fucking wears suits all the time and fucking eats caviar, which is what but, they do. They run up the their way, F-150s for somebody who fucking... Anyway. But I think it, it's going to do two things. It's one, Cody's finally mm. going to get the thing and then they're going to get the Dustin Rhodes thing or the, the uh, Dusty Rhodes thing, right? We're going to get the American Dream, the title, all that stuff payoff, right? That's going to be the payoff. And then we're also going to get low key hey mjf hey aw guys you know what we do for you guys when you come over look at cody look at cody and so i think it's gonna be cody who takes out roman reigns for all those reasons by the way did you see mjf is going to wwe right like that's gonna no no you think he's you think he's healing it the whole time for this yes okay 
the guy that can't do a promo without saying the word shit is going to go to PGWWE. Yeah, true that. Yeah, true that, that would be the worst thing to happen in his career. Money talks. Yeah, but so does your fucking legacy. And he knows he's hearing the stories. And Tony Khan ain't got like, it's not like he's broke. Tony Khan probably money. got more money than Vince McMahon does. Yeah. Yeah. But by the way, did you see this Twitter uh, video? I didn't see the, the raw because I don't watch it. But uh, Cody gets whipped with his belt, right? Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. Seth Rollins took the belt from a kid that Cody gave that belt to. And then Cody fucking after he gets whipped still grabs the belt and then like limps over and still hands it back to the kid. I will say this. That's cheesy as fuck. But it works. But that's fucking Lex good. Lex Express, man. <laughs> that's, that was really good. That yeah. was kudos to Cody. You fucking corny ass, white haired fucking weirdo. But you're, oh, that was good. Pretty ah, good Love stuff. It. Love well, this is the show. I'm super excited about AEW Double or Nothing, man. I can't Woo-hoo! wait for this weekend. I'm sure Tom will be live tweeting as it's going along. All Perhaps, right, maybe on. something. One of oh, us yeah, will I be. Am. Uh, and we'll be enjoying it. We'll be having a blast. And we hope you guys stick around. We hope you hang out with us. Use hashtag tweet the table. Talk to us and be our friend, right? Set it for Say it again. We need friends. We need friends. The Spanish announce table.